This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Welcome to the Week 7 Ride-In NFL DFS Podcast. I'm Pat James. We're going to talk some Week 7 cash game plays, my favorite, uh, and potentially some GPP pivots along the way. Week 6 treated us well, uh, cashed all double-ups and 50-50s to go 5-1 and one on the year in terms of profitable weeks. Uh, was a cliffhanger week, though. Did not have any players in the 4 o'clock window on my cash team, so I basically slipped down the leaderboard the entire 4 o'clock window of games um, and eventually ended up hanging on by a pretty slim margin. I'm pretty sure if any team in that 4 o'clock window had one extra possession or a game went into overtime that I was cooked. But I hung on, uh, thanks to Melvin Gordon for the most part. Um, But on to week 7. At quarterback, uh, I really am liking C.J. Beathard and what he allows you to do uh, as far as roster construction goes. The Rams have allowed teams to beat them through the air. Marcus Peters is struggling. Aqib Tlaib not going to be on the field, obviously. So I really think that you need to take a hard look at at C.J. Beathard just based on the fact that he is extremely cheap and lets you uh, jam in a lot of players that you would not be able to roster if you roster a guy like uh, Jared Goff or even as low as Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield. All those guys are cash game viable. I even don't mind Blake Bortles. Um, I think in in a fast-paced game with the Texans, there's going to be a lot of plays in that game. He should be able uh, to put up one of his 20-ish point weeks. The thing is, uh, Beathard just allows you to do so much, so I think I'm going to try as hard as I can. To, to get him in my lineup. Um, Cam obviously has the high floor with the rushing potential every single week. Goff is going to light up the Niners, no doubt about it. Uh, I think last week was just a touchdown variant week. He's definitely going to get some passing touchdowns on the board. And, and then Baker obviously has the best matchup on uh, of the week in a Browns team that is traveling to the Buccaneers. Uh, and obviously the Bucks have just been slaughtered. They're giving up 355 yards a game through the air. It's just they can't stop anybody. So Baker should have his coming out party in Tampa. It's just that he's $1,000 more than C.J. Beathard, and I don't know if he's going to outproduce him by that much to be worth the paying up. Uh, at running back, obviously you have your, your core at the top that you're going to have to choose Gurley, Zeke, and Christian McCaffrey. I, re- I think Gurley's just a lock and load at this point, uh, unless they like make him 12K. He is. He has a ton of touchdown equity. He has a market share of the targets out of the backfield, especially in the red zone. Uh, he's getting all the carries, and that line is just paving the way for him. So at this point in the season, he's kind of like the Le'Veon Bell of 2016 where we just crushed them right into the lineup 
him and DJ, and you just figured out everything else. Uh, and at this point, I think that's the way it goes because someone with 30, 35, 40 point upside, despite the fact that their salary is the highest on the slate, if you don't have them in your lineup, you're going to have to hit multiple other positions to make that up in a 2v2 or a 3v3. Uh, I really like Zeke this week. He's also getting a ton of, of work. He basically doesn't come off the field. Uh, he's more involved in the passing game as of late. And the Redskins have one of the worst uh, defensive lines as far as football outsiders go. They kind of – that's why I was on Christian McCaffrey last week because their their defensive line is just – the Redskins' defensive line is just not playing well. Um, they just happen to get a lead – on the Panthers kind of early and that phased out McCaffrey in the run game Uh, and they weren't looking his way in the passing game either for some reason until the second half or really the last two drives he caught seven checkdowns so really I I think I go in that order at the top Gurley, Elliott and McCaffrey I want to take I want to jam two of them in I think Kamara is a great GPP play uh, no one's going to be on him because of his lack of usage two weeks ago on Monday night. But I think that was just a, they were ahead. They were going into the bye. He had already had four straight weeks of incredible usage. So they kind of just wanted to give him a little bit of a breather since Ingram was back. And I think that they'll resume uh, a 50-50 split, especially near the goal line. I think Kamar is very versatile. He could take pitches, swing passes, etc. Um, they can get a little bit creative at the goal line with him. So I think we'll see Kamara resume that role, but I just don't think we can pay up for him like we were the first four weeks when he's not uh, the only back getting all those looks now that Ingram has returned. Uh, In the mid-tier, I guess I'm looking at TJ Yeldon and LaShawn McCoy and and even Tariq Cohen, I think. But the way roster construction is going to shake out, I don't think I'm going to have any of these guys on my cash game team. They are cash game viable for sure. Cohen, I think, gets a good game script against the Patriots. The Bears should have to throw for much of the game. Um, The Texans are a pretty good matchup for Yeldon. I think last week he was kind of in a bad spot against a good Dallas run defense that plays extremely slow. Uh, Like I mentioned with Bortles, this game should have about 20 more plays than they did in Dallas so I think we can go back to the Yeldon well as long as he is healthy and and LaShawn McCoy has 48 touches in the last two weeks I think they try to protect Derek Anderson a little bit and get McCoy a lot of work Derek Anderson uh, the the play designs for him will probably be safer plays check downs short to intermediate routes and then a heavy dose of McCoy. I think we could see McCoy get in the end zone this week against the Colts. Um, That doesn't mean I don't like the Colts' defense. I think they are a smash play because I don't think the Bills are going to uh, put too many points on the board. I think they can definitely turn Anderson over a little bit. And then I think the last play that I might need uh, some salary saving with is Peyton Barber. Really came out of his shell last week, uh, had 80-some yards rushing, caught four passes for 24 yards and a touchdown in the receiving game. This week against the Browns, the Browns are kind of a run funnel, uh, very hard to throw on the Browns. Their pass, their safeties, Denzel Ward, playing pretty well. 
I think that the game plan for the for the Bucks might be to hand the ball off a little more. And and Barber, we kind of thought going into the bye week that Barber was going to be phased out of the Bucks offense, but here we go, out of the bye week against the Falcons, they come out with Barber as the starter and really feeding him the ball. He had almost 18 touches, I think, uh, against the Falcons last week. And at 3,800 on DraftKings, I mean, that's just a smash play. If he's going to get 12 carries and five or six targets again, uh, he's he's going to be in my lineup as well, especially since you need to uh, save to get these high-priced running backs in. At wide receiver, obviously I would never fault anybody for playing Adam Thielen. The variance at the top, uh, or excuse me, the variance at wide receiver, though, just worries me a little bit. I know we really haven't seen it yet from Thielen this year because he's just a 100-yard monster every week. Uh, But I do think that I would much rather pay up for touches from running backs just because their A dot is so low in the passing game, and obviously you don't need to complete a pass and catch for the running back to score fantasy points. They they just get the ball obviously handed off to them. A lot less variant if they're getting 20 to 25 touches, which I think Gurley, Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey are definitely in line for. So I think it's tough to put the to, to jam Thielen in if we are going to uh, pay up for Gurley and Elliott or Christian McCaffrey. I do think, however, Robert Woods is viable. He's only 7K on DraftKings with Cooper Cup out this week. I think uh, Woods is definitely viable, especially since he played most of his time in the slot last week once Cup was out. I think that's huge. Probably sees a ton of those targets that Cup would have gotten. (coughs) Excuse me there. Uh, And then from there, though, I think we drop down to under 5K. Those middling 6 and 5K receivers on DraftKings, um, low 7, 6K receivers on FanDuel are not the most appealing to me on a week-to-week basis. Um, So then I think after we jam in our our two stud running backs and Robert Woods, or even Adam Thielen, if you can if you can find the 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 savings. I think we look at Taylor Gabriel has really become part of the Bears passing attack, a regular part of it, not just a deep shot. I think he at 47k uh, is just too cheap still. Chris Godwin has a ton of touchdown equity. He's like a red zone monster for the Bucks. Um, Willie Sneed saw 10 targets last week. He's in a revenge game this week against his old team, the Saints. They kind of parted ways on uneasy terms as Sean Payton, um, after he was suspended, kind of just didn't use him and basically released him after that. Uh, so I think Sneed is definitely interesting. Jermaine Curse, though, uh, Looks like he will probably be my favorite play from the 4K. I really do like Snead and Gabriel as well, but I think with Quincy Anunwa out, Curse in the slot against our uh, extremely pass funnel defense in the Vikings, Jermaine Curse should soak up a ton of targets. Um, last week we saw what could happen in a high-paced, uh, high-scoring game 
if the Jets get into one with the Vikings, which I definitely think is possible. I think the Vikings can score on the Jets. I think the Jets can pass the ball on the Vikings. So I think Curse presents a lot of value at 4,100 with Anunwa out and Curse in the slot, getting a bunch of those low dot targets. I think we could see him go like 7 for 80 or, or something like that with potentially a touchdown. And then the last one, is, the last uh, receiver I want to take a look at is Damian Ratley. He is uh, going to be filling in for Rashad Higgins. Uh, this one's kind of a thin play because we don't have as much um, of a sample uh, on Ratley, but he did play really well in Higgins' absence last week. So I think if you are, if you come down to your last spot and you need. 3,600, I believe he is, on DraftKings or less, and you love the rest of your cash game team, I think Ratley is in play. Um, but I would much rather get up to Snead or Curse uh, or even Taylor Gabriel at 4,700. Tight end's pretty clear-cut to me this week. Um, the Bucks are the worst team in terms of defending the tight end. Uh, David Njoku has 30 targets in the last three weeks. Uh, He scored last week. He's just trending upward, and now he gets the defense that has the most trouble defending the tight end. I think it's a smash spot for him. That's kind of why I'm hesitant on going Ratley as well. It's a lot of pieces from the Browns to have in your lineup. Uh, but I really do like David Njoku. I think we could look at, at George Kittle as long as he's healthy if you have the space, the salary. Um, Ebron and Ertz, if you, they're obviously going to be great GPP plays to pay, to pay up for them. Um, but I really do like David Njoku at tight end. Defense, uh, you could save in the low 2Ks with a couple of teams, but I think the Colts are the slam dunk play this week. Um, the Jags, too, uh, are probably going to eat Deshaun Watson alive. So that might not be a bad play. I think we can go on the other side of the Colts, too, and take a look at the Bills. They're playing pretty inspired defense, and we all know that Andrew Luck throws the ball 60 times a game. Lots of opportunity for sacks and picks uh, there in Indianapolis. The core four for this week, uh, I think... I'm going to have to go Gurley. Gurley's definitely going to be in my cash game lineup as well as Robert Woods, Jermaine Curse, and David Njoku. Kind of still up in the air at quarterback. I think to get Gurley, another top running back, and Robert Woods in your lineup, you're going to have to uh, pay down for someone like C.J. Beathard or Blake Bortles, which I'm perfectly fine with this week. Uh, There's not a ton of upside at quarterback. So I think 20 out of Beathard is, is just fine in a cash lineup. As always, Pat James DFS on Twitter. I hope all your screens are green in week seven. I'll be back next week, week eight. Until then, good luck in all your contests.